Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen coming to you from our training facility in Weatherford, Oklahoma. It is a warm afternoon and I'm escaping in here to my office to record a podcast. We, uh, It's that time of year where I got my horses rode this morning by about nine. And I tell you, when it's really, really hot like this, we... Uh, when I get out there early, and like this morning, I think I got up at three. I've been getting up about three fifteen, but this morning now I'm 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 starting to get into the early morning, waking up even earlier now. And so this morning I was out even a few minutes earlier, and you know it's it's not easy to get out there, but once you get out there, it's so quiet and the training has went so much better since I've went to the early, early morning start time because I'm just more patient. I talked about it in another podcast. I mean, this week has been a great week of training for the horses. I mean, kind of not ideal. I don't like being on a on that time schedule, really, personally, but because it just messes you up. I still you come in, try to take a little nap, get something to eat, do what needs to be done in here. And then when it cools off in the evening, go back out and kind of get ready for the morning. And then basically what you end up doing is taking a, you know, a four or five hour nap if you're lucky and then you're going again. But, uh, but it's temporary and it's so worth it. I tell you what, I had a great week on my, on my horses and been a really good week for smoothing out some rough edges which needed to be smoothed out and that was 100 percent on me i needed to uh slow down a little bit take a little more time this week i worked a bunch on loping squares with my horses to where they they finish when they follow that nose they finish with their shoulders it's i tell you what loping circles is awesome once your horse is to a certain point but i tell you what and i deal with this at about every clinic when when you go to lope circles and you're having to hold your horse in that circle meaning that inside rein where you have pressure tipping your horse's nose to the inside you know going into a circle going into an arc and if that horse isn't following that pressure and it's just using that pressure to kind of lead it forward and and there's no that horse isn't finding that release point well for me 100 percent of the time what will start to happen is is that shoulder drifts a little bit starts to drift to the outside well here's the next thing that happens to compensate for that we'll get on that inside rein more and when you do that you start to brace with your inside leg well then pretty soon you're on your inside hip well then you're pushing that horse out in the circle and and you can you can still lope circles and you can still 
do some things in that position, but you're not using the best use of your horse's body when you do that. And you're, you're actually reinforcing a habit that you don't want. So more and more, I, I lope more squares. And, and when I say lope squares, I'm not saying you got to like, like I was in, the, I've been in the arena all week because that's where I have lights in my outdoor arena. And so I'm not, I haven't been out in the big riding area, but I've been in the arena. And uh, so I might, I might lope a, a big triangle and just use the fences as my guide when I, when I ride in my, a, when I ride in a square or a triangle, but what it does, i tell you what it does for me. It makes me real good with my inside rein. It makes me real good with my outside hip, staying on my outside hip. And it also helps my shoulders. I keep my shoulders out. My shoulders don't want to drift in. Well, the other thing it does is that before long, just like this morning, and I've got, I have one filly that wants to, she's wanted to drift from day one. And she's, to be honest with you, she's kind of getting it, but, but it's been a challenge. You know, it's one of them where you're like, son of a buck, come on, let's, let's, let's figure this out. Well, you know, like with that particular filly, I don't lope any circles on her. When I tip that nose, I want, I want her to follow that nose with that front end and then square back up mean finish with your shoulders. And, and, you know, like with her, I won't be too picky other than whether, as long as I'm inside the arena, I'm going to make four turns and then I'm going to square back up, go to my next spot, tip her nose, stay on my outside hip keep riding, keep my shoulder to the outside. And as soon as I feel that front end step over and that front end start to step over, then I release and I use my outside rein to straighten her back up. Before long, they start to anticipate that. Well, you think about that. And, and it's this way with, I don't care what discipline you're going to with your horse, what, what you're gonna use that horse for. When you tip that nose, the shoulder's gotta come. You get, you got to have those shoulders to where they'll move. That's the heaviest part of the horse. If you think about it, and I've talked about this in other podcast episodes, you know, the, the, the horse's shoulders are the heaviest part of the horse. It, it's got that, that neck, head and neck that's anchoring it to the ground. The way a horse is built, they naturally are front end loaded. And, you know, those shoulders, if anything's going to be heavy, or anything's going to drag, it's going to be the shoulders, you know? So it, it's a, you know, you really got to think about that when you're working your horses, it's real easy to fall into a habit of just loping circles. And when you're, when you're loping circles, yes, you're completing, you're completing the circle, but at the same time, you may be teaching your horse to drift and you may be teaching your horse to not finish with those shoulders. And, you know, like this week, and I, and I always work on squares, but this week 
especially with the early morning riding, you know, my best lighting is in my outdoor arena. And and I could go on the in my inside barn in my riding barn too, but the riding barn's a little smaller. And I just prefer to be outside if I can be. But you know, like with with the situation this week where I'm gonna be in the in my outdoor arena and I've got the fences to use and it, it was a great opportunity to work on my squares more. Well, it's Thursday today and those horses were considerably softer, considerably more responsive today than they were Monday. Well, it's just repetitions. It's it's creating that feel, timing and balance. Well, the other thing is when I'm loping squares, I'm working on my feel, my timing, my balance. Anytime I make a change in my in what I'm doing and I get better, my horses get better. It it's it's just that simple. You know, and, and what's funny is the more I practice and the more I've practiced that this week, the smoother my horses have gotten in their transitions because then what I like to do after that is just be loping and then change directions. Maybe I go left twice, and then maybe I go right twice. Maybe I mix it up left, right, left, right. Because transitions, changes in speed and direction, I want them to be as smooth as I can make them. And for some horses, that is really easy. And for some horses, that is really not. I mean, it's for some horses, that's a real challenge. They want to kind of dump on their front end and they want to, or they want to be kind of an overachiever and be, as soon as they think you're going to ask, then they're, then they're jumping into it. Well, that's not really, that's not really what you want. In fact, that isn't what you want. You know, you want to keep smooth forward motion. You want to be efficient with your steps. You know, it's it's like now when you're watching the Cowboy Channel and watching the competitors that are rodeoing and you can play those runs back and you can see, pick any event, you can see where if a horse had been more efficient with one step or if they'd been smoother in their transition, how it would have benefited the competitor. Well, you know, that always comes back on us. Like I've said a million times, if we get better, they get better. It's just like this set of Colts. And and I talked about it in an earlier episode Monday. I did not get started early because of some other commitments I had in the morning. And when I got out there, it was already getting hot. I, I was in a hurry. You know, I th- I still I still think I did a decent job but I didn't do as good a job training that day as I could have. And, you know, when I thought about that, you know, Monday evening when I was thinking about the, the training session that day and because of, I had planned on, you know, I was going to start earlier anyway, but that next morning I told myself I I need to back up, take more time and, and be really, really good at what I'm doing and be a little more patient 
and for me pa patience and, and this isn't this isn't the same for everybody but for me patience is a huge key i have to work really really hard at being patient i i can i can be kind of hair trigger sometimes and uh that's always a challenge for me with my training because i'm always i'm always thinking ahead and i need to finish the step that i'm on at that moment and give my horse time to find the answer and help them you know hold hold that signal don't don't try to pull the signal into them hold it hold it until they find it when they find it be sharp with your release pretty soon when you reach down that rein and close your hand they're looking for that release point well that's what happened this week with this set of colts is at through repetitions and reinforcement all of a sudden now this morning you know there was one in particular that you know he was just dialed in and it was so soft and so smooth and everything i asked he was he was just locked on to my feel and, and he was the last one i rode and i always have to remind myself on the last one don't rush through him just because you're at the last one and he was so good today his shoulders were so soft and i would i had struggled with this horse initially getting his shoulders soft not that not that it's anything abnormal there are a lot of horses getting their shoulders loosened up shook loose and softened up it can be a challenge it can be a challenge it takes movement it takes them understanding where that release point is you know it takes good really really good feel timing and balance from us and sometimes when they're struggling to find the answer we tighten up and we're trying harder but by trying harder we make that signal not very recognizable and so it's just basically becomes a tug and pull fest and you know that's you, that can happen and like with this horse i'm sure there was a time or two it did you know initially but today he was so good really really nice gilding and uh you know it's just it, here's this is what i was thinking about today when i got done next week i'm going to work with a college rodeo team in hayes kansas and i'm really looking forward to that because it's uh to me that is just untapped raw potential that you know they've they're developed in the process of developing their potential but if you can get young trainers at that age to understand really how much there is out there to get oh my gosh you talk about an opportunity to literally change someone's life forever that's how i look at that opportunity next week and when i was thinking about them i was thinking about you know we've done you know right at 200 episodes or more and i've always thought gosh what am i gonna when i started out i was like what am i gonna talk about each week i mean it'll be a miracle if i can come up with 10 episodes well today when i was putting horses up i'm thinking you know i could do an episode every day on something and i don't know if i'd ever run out of content i mean you look at 
you look at the guys out there that are doing shows for RFD and Cowboy Channel for 10 or 15 years, you know, Ken McNabb, Chris Cox, you know, some of those guys, you know, we, there's just, there's just material after material. There's, there's situations where we can just always be better. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things this week that for me, I just, I, I needed to get better at some things. Not that I haven't done them before I have but anytime I start being impatient then I start pressing then I start causing anxiety then I start causing reactive responses we all do it everybody does it if you don't do it once in a while you're probably not progressing your horse either you know we you have to you know there's a there's a fine line in there where we have to push our horses and expect expect effort and let them be accountable, let them make mistakes. You know, you, you have to go to that unknown territory before it can get comfortable going to that spot. A lot of times I, I just have to really, really watch I expect effort and I ask a lot of a horse. I mean, I ask a lot of myself. I'll ask a lot of people that help me and work for me. You know, I, I ask a lot, but at the same time, you got, you got to be careful that, you know, that you don't cross that line from asking for effort versus being impatient and that, you know, for me that that's a challenge that's a challenge there are times when i'm really really good and there's times when i'm really really not <laughs> and hopefully the times that i'm really really not are becoming less and less but they'll still show up and when i'm really really not it's because i've become impatient well it's just like going back to what i was talking about loping circles Sometimes we get to loping circles and we think because we're loping a circle, we're, we're doing good. Well, loping a circle incorrectly and letting your horse hang on your bridle rein and drift with their shoulders, you're creating a habit that I, I don't know anywhere where that's beneficial. A horse that's hanging on your bridle rein and drifting with their shoulders. Well, if they're doing that, they're usually stuck in their rib cage. They're usually when they when they start to drift. When you do get a hold of them more, what's going to happen is they're going to get front end loaded even more, pivot on that front end, then their hind end's going to start swinging out, and you know that hind quarter will disengage and and drift more than the front end does. You know so. When you're loping circles, be thinking about that, but always, and I here again, I don't care what the discipline is. I really, I really don't. Make sure you have some kind of a drill that you use where you lope squares. And and with squares, you you work on your hand position, you know, your inside rein. You work on your body position. Where are your hips and your shoulders, right? Are, are, 
is your release really good when that when you feel that front foot step and follow that nose are you good at squaring your horse's body back up and and here again this does not have to be i mean you can do it at a walk a trot a lope it can be the pattern your square can be big it can be small you know if i've got a horse that's real stoppy real turny i'm going to make my square bigger if i've got a horse that's having trouble getting ready to turn i'm going to shorten it up and i'm going to make him think about getting ready and look for those signals that i'm sending him so you got to remember the repetitions in a drill like that for your horse to get better when you're doing those repetitions, the repetitions are for you so that your feel, your timing, your balance, your release continues to improve and get better. Because without that, you're, that's the only thing your horse has to go on is, is the signals you're sending them. I mean, your horse isn't thinking, oh, okay, now it's the square drill. I know this drill. No, they don't know that. Your horse is 100% of the time just up thinking, okay, what, what does that mean? When they feel you send a signal, they're going, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Does this mean this? You know, and that's when they try that. And if, and if they guess right, they find the release. If not, we correct them. Well, repetitions, like in that exercise, and, and you know, this week was it was almost kind of like a God thing where it got the heat index got so hot that you can't, you can't hardly like right now, this afternoon, if you're out there working a horse, you just as well put them up, go get in the shade, go get in the AC. You're, you're not, I promise you when, when it's, when it's that hot and you're just trying to survive and they're just trying to survive. I just don't know that it's very productive. I mean, for me personally anymore, and with my personality, and, and I'm pretty easy going most of the time, but that that intense heat, you know, that 110 heat index, that'll work, that'll work on you. That'll work on you well. It works on the horses too. I mean, it, it's the end of the week. And when I was leading those horses to the hitching rack this morning to saddle them, and I mean, you could tell it's the end of the week. I mean, they're, uh, when I, when I walked out into, I've got those horses in little lots because it's just cooler for them out there where they can get in the shade and there's a little more air movement and it's still hot as heck, but they, they were all standing and quiet and I'm catching them in the dark and they're standing there dead still. They're just, you know, they're, <laughs> they, they've got the sap taken out of them. And, uh, you know, so this time of year, you always, and, and, and at different times of the year, you always have to think about what adjustments can I make to make these training sessions more productive? Cause just like I was talking with the trainer the other day, I mean, time is our most precious commodity. We can make more money, but our time is very valuable. And when you're applying the time, we've got to be getting results with our time. And I think sometimes as trainers, we fall into that trap of thinking, well, I'm out here, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm trying. 
but sometimes, you know, it goes back to, you know, work smarter, not harder. And if you can spend the same amount of time in a little bit different situation, a little bit different time of day, you know, most of the guys I know have been doing riding, you know, during the night, basically all summer, cause it's, it's been a hot summer and you know, we've been lucky up, you know, here, I say up here, you know, I'm talking about the guys, some friends of mine down in Texas, especially it's been, it's, they've been brutally hot and it's been hot everywhere. I mean, it's been hot everywhere. I know there's, it's been hot in Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, the Dakotas at times, but you know, and during those times, the way I look at that is for me personally, I always ask myself, okay, what, what can I do to make it more pleasant for me? Because I guarantee you 100% if you're working with me and it's, I can make, I can make the situation more pleasant for me to work. I'm going to be better to work with. <laughs> and that's ask any of my family. <laughs> if, if I'm miserable, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be miserable. <laughs> so, you know, and I hate to say that, but that's just, that's just the way it is with me. Um, I'm going to be pretty intense, pretty dialed in, probably pretty short. <laughs> and it's, it's not, you know, and whether you're a horse or human, you ain't going to like being around me and it. And, uh, when I'm like that, I don't enjoy what I'm doing. And like I said, there ain't, there ain't very many people enjoy doing what they do more than I do. I love training on those horses. But anyway, so, you know, that was one of the things I've, I've been working on that all week. And it's been on the back of my mind that, that I really need to do a podcast and talk about the square drill because a very simple drill, but at the same time, it's a whole different I mean, as far as creating, you know, results so that when you do go lope your circles, that horse isn't hanging on your bridle rein that you can still work on, you know, when you're loping your circles and you pick up that inside rein, there shouldn't be any pressure on that rein. They shouldn't be hanging on that rein. If they are with speed, you're going to be 100% in a situation where you've got to mechanically manipulate their body. And I don't know about anybody else, but when I'm trying to mechanically manipulate an animal that weighs six times, five or six times what I do, more times than not, I'm going to lose that, that challenge. And Here's the thing today is, you know, the horses we ride are so talented. They've got so much potential. We've got to be, you know, for me anyway, me personally, I've got to be the best I've ever been as a trainer right now in my life because of the quality of the horses that we have to train. And, and I truly believe that. I just feel like we're we're a very smart industry in the horse world and the breeders are extremely smart. The trainers are extremely smart. They, it's, you know, just like as a trainer, it's not hard to tell if you got a good horse or not. You feel it. I mean, you feel it. Well, 
you know, if you if they have that feel, I promise you they they're gonna they're gonna require really really good training from us because that's uh, because they're so in tune to our signals. You know, so just just think about that. I would I would strongly encourage you to add that square drill into your training program and do a lot of it and really work on yourself because what the square drill will do, it'll make you work on yourself and be better with your signals, your feel, your timing, your balance. So anyway, I got to wrap this up. But thanks for listening. We sure appreciate all our listeners. We appreciate all the questions, comments. You know, just keep working. Keep showing up. Keep showing up. Take care of the little things. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Don't make it any harder than it is. Just keep keep working hard. Work smart. Just try to get a little bit better every day. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great week of training. And as always, today and every day, let's strive to be our best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhagenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhagenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.